Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. Should we let our students bounce in a landing? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you are listening to the CFI podcast certificated flight instructor podcast brought to you by m0a.com and our outstanding partner program that we have here as well. Did you know we pay a CFIs a 30% of anything your students spend on m0a.com, give you CFIs unlimited access to our course, not only to see the material, but to see how your students are doing and progressing through there as well. So uh, do uh, do keep that in mind. Wayne is who you want to reach out to. Wayne at m0a.com. Uh, M-Z-E-R-O-A.com is who you want to reach out to. Big announcement, by the way. Uh, perhaps you've seen it on uh, YouTube and Facebook and our social media feeds, but August 19th. August 19th is a day you do not want to miss. Uh, it, it's I, I'm never one to hype anything. I want you to RSVP for the Facebook event, especially as a CFI. You're going to be very, very happy, very, very impressed uh, with the many what's been happening over many years here at M0A.com with what we've built and are building and are continuing to improve every day. I'll leave it at that uh, to keep it uh, somewhat mysterious. You just don't want to miss the date. Orville Wright's birthday, oddly enough, the uh, 19th of August. Do save that date. So the question I have here today is, should we let our students bounce in a landing? I have a strong opinion on this one. I mean, obviously it, it, it does depend, but my answer is typically yes. I am okay with letting a student bounce a landing. So our video on YouTube this week was how to recover from a bounce landing. What you didn't see was the behind the scenes, the making of that video, because I hate uh, purposely bouncing in a perfectly good airplane. It goes against all our training, everything we work so hard to perfect our landings, to purposely bounce one in. Um, it, it takes some skill to land land poorly when you've been landing well uh, for so long. So you can probably relate to that as a flight instructor for sure. So, but should we be letting our students bounce their landings in? And, and I, be, I believe the answer is yes. I am okay letting a student make a hard landing that may end up leading to a bounce. What I don't like is the instructor who is, I almost want to use the term helicopter instructor because from the term helicopter parent, nothing to do with aviation, but you know the helicopter parent who saves their child from doing anything. They never never get hurt. They never fall down because the helicopter parent's always there to save them. We can do the same thing in aviation. We can't always be on the controls. We have to let our students make mistakes. And it's not just in landings, it's in all aspects of aviation. We have to let our students make mistakes sometimes. I've shared the story on this very podcast, but it's been many, many months, maybe even over a year since I've shared it. I had uh, one of my favorite students actually, a gentleman named uh, Harvey, and Harvey listens to this on occasion. Harvey came to me from uh, from another instructor and Harvey had like 40 hours, but but hadn't soloed yet. And he came to me just angry that, Jason, I haven't soloed yet. I asked him, I said, Harvey, why haven't you soloed yet? He said, I'm just not comfortable. I'm not confident. My instructor is always helping me on the controls. 
He tells me I've got it. He tells me I did it. He tells me that landing was all me, but I feel him on the controls. I feel him touching the pedals. I see his hands on the controls. I, I, I just don't know when I'm making a landing and when I'm not. So it's really shaken my confidence is what Harvey told me. Well, that instructor was was a good instructor because Harvey was was fine with his landings. Perhaps maybe that instructor could have been a little less off the controls and let Harvey have it. Literally within the first lesson with Harvey, we went around, we did three or four landings. Every single landing was awesome. He'd look over at me. What, what were you touching, Jason? What'd you do that time? Harvey, I didn't, I didn't touch anything. Okay, we go around and do it again. Uh, great landing. Oh, I felt you on the pedals. I said, Harvey, my feet are flat on the floor. I was not on the pedals. He just had this, you know, un unfortunately been so ingrained in his previous instructor helping him. So while Harvey is in the pattern, I reach back, and it, this was in 512 Romeo at the time. There's no, the baggage area is just behind the seats. I reach back there, I grab his logbook. He's not paying attention. He's so focused on his landings. And I'm filling out all his endorsements. And I get everything done, and I, I slip it back in there and sign his, uh, his medical. And we stop. We're do, I said, let's make this one a stop and go. Let's try that. We do a stop and go. Uh, we, we do the stop portion of the stop and go. And I open the door, and I put one foot on the runway. And looks at me and says, "Where, Jason? Where are you going?" I said, "You're, you're fine. You're going to solo. You, you believe that I am touching the controls. I'm going to prove to you that I'm not touching the controls." And literally, I grabbed the handheld radio. I got out in the middle of the runway at the Denellen Airport. I shut the door, walked over to the side, <laughs> and Harvey had to sit there for the longest 20 seconds. I'm thinking, "You're in the middle of a runway. <laughs> you better your taxi off or keep going." It was a pilot-controlled airport, but um, he ended up did three amazing landings and got back in that plane. And, and from that moment on, Har Harvey finally believed me that it wasn't, uh, that I wasn't helping him on the controls. And I think students sometimes need that because we as instructors can be sometimes a little too helpful. I like the idea of letting your students make small failures. I don't want big failures, obviously. We don't need to be calling the NTSB or the FAA or the insurance company. That's too big of a failure. I am okay with students making small failures, with them bouncing in a landing, with them giving a little side load, more side load than you would have on a crosswind landing. They have to learn from these mistakes. If you help them every time, if you save the day every time, they are never going to learn and you are going to become a crutch to them. Now there's two extremes to this because I have let a student bounce in a landing that I probably shouldn't have let them bounce the landing into. So obviously Harvey is the positive story of that. I have a, I had another previous student and we were flying and we were flying an older, um, an, an older uh, Piper product, older Cherokee. And we were doing landings at the, um, uh, at an airport, towered airport. And we're coming in and it, it was actually a, a similar, a similar scenario. Uh, coming in, doing landings and it was the point where I had to help this individual. And we would come in and we knew we were getting close to solo and we'd come in for a landing and I would help a little bit. And he'd kind of get mad at me. Jason, just, just, just let me do it. Let me do it. I, I've got this. But I was saving us from really possibly side loading the plane and taking the tire off the bead and getting a flat tire or saving us from a really heavy balance line. Three or four times this, Jason, just let me take it. Just let me take it. And finally I said, fine, you want to take it? Just take it. This landing's all you. And, and I, I didn't mean that from a tactful standpoint. I was literally getting annoyed that the fact that he thought I was helping so much, but at the same time, he still needed the help. But in his mind, he was ready to solo. So why are you touching the controls? And we just had a little tension, perhaps, in the cockpit. And that, that happens in even the best relationships with student and instructor sometimes. And 
more often than not, it's constructive. In this case, it was not constructive. And we came around and I knew we were high and I knew we were fast. And then high and fast very quickly turned to slow uh, and high still though in that case. He came in, he flared. You know, I don't like to use the word flare as we know. Uh, probably 25, 30 feet above the runway. Stall warning horn is blaring. We came in. It was all, by all means a full power go around and maybe that wouldn't even have saved it. We were dropping from the sky so quickly. We hit the ground. It is a miracle. It was three points. It was a miracle we didn't blow all three tires on that three-point landing. And uh, I'm talking like you want to go to the chiropractor afterwards. It was such a rough landing. And I kind of looked at him. He just kind of gave it full power after that and kept going. I said, Let, let's, let's end. Let's head back to the airport. We were flying at a different airport. And he was like just shocked, didn't, didn't say anything to me. Well, I realized later he couldn't say anything to me because we landed so hard when I went to call the tower to tell them we were going to depart the area out to the east. When I went to call the tower, I didn't get that little click. I didn't get the little click on the radio, nor could I hear myself talking. We hit the ground so hard. This was a fuse, not a, not a circuit breaker airplane. It was a fused electrical system. We blew all the fuses in the airplane. We hit the ground so hard. I, I, can, I can laugh about it now. I was not laughing at the time. It was one of those when we got out and got back to the airport, we did a walk around the airplane to see what did we damage? What did we crack? We should have a mechanic kind of look at this. It was that hard of a landing. I share those two stories on the opposite end of the spectrum, not only because they're opposite on the spectrum, but because they had the same culprit. A student who thought the instructor was on the controls too much. Sometimes in the situation of Harvey, you know what? You need to let, let them fly. Let them know that they're flying. Let them know that that was their mistake that they made. In the situation of the Cherokee blowing all the fuses at the airport, I probably should have stood up a little bit more and say, no, you know what? You're just not ready yet. Or I should have been willing to step in and, and save the day on, on that landing as well. I am all about letting a student make mistakes bounce landings in, maybe not bounce landings in to the point where they blow fuses, but I'm all about them making tiny mistakes, as long as they're their mistakes. And it's not a mistake caused because you're fighting each other on the controls. Because if you're fighting each other on the controls, that more often than not can cause a mistake as well. And whose mistake is it? Well, they're gonna blame you and you're gonna blame them and, and nobody learns from that situation. All you as the instructor would hopefully learn is let them make the mistake so they own it 100% and make sure they know and understand that. Listen, uh, Missouri Nation, thank you uh, to all flight instructors listening to this and future flight instructors, aspiring flight instructors, thank you. You are making the skies safer every single day. I wish every flight instructor were listening to this podcast on finding new ways to better themselves. Please don't forget about the date August 19th. I'd love to have you and your students there. It is going to be a big deal. I'm not one to hype anything, but it's going to be a big deal. So thank you. Thank you for being a blessing to myself, this M0A.com team, the aviation industry as a whole. You are the reason we're going to create more pilots and make them that much safer along the way. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And most importantly, remember, but a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you.